Hello, everyone, and welcome to Embodying Your Higher Self Tools for Living Consciously. And my name is Michelle Champaka. And today's live uh, is Conversations Exploring Consciousness and Spirituality. And yes, I didn't give uh, too much advance notice. I, I sometimes will be spontaneous in um, in delivering or doing a podcast, um, depending on what is showing up in my life and whether I feel called to share that with all of you. So yeah, to, this week has been um, a bit of a rough week. Uh, so many uh, challenges on a spiritual, personal level. I think a lot of people I've been talking to have been feeling uh, in a very similar way. They've been getting challenged. A friend of mine I just got off the, the call with said she literally couldn't get out of bed. She was in bed all day. Um, it's intense. These are really, really intense times. And this is part of why I do this work, why I'm called to have this podcast because I know people, um, we're, all, we're all in it. We're all in this soup together. And if I can help support you, it also helps me uh, because there's no separation between you and me. Uh, we're all connected. And as I give, I receive, and um, which is a beautiful part of what this oneness means, um, being in that quantum soup together, so to speak. So today I'm inspired to talk about a couple of things. Uh, one is coming to mind, I'm trying to decide which one to talk about first, non-aggression or uh, cultural appropriation. In a way they're, they're connected for me because those, are, those have been the themes for me uh, in the last few days. Um, and uh, so I've just, there's been so much learning about that. So for me, let's start off with cultural appropriation. So, you know, maybe some of you know what that is. Some of you don't. It's um, a term I've heard um, bandied about. It's, it's really something that I would say a lot of white Western people talk about uh, probably more than anybody else. And if you take offense for me to say that, uh, sorry, uh, I mean no offense. But it is, it is really part of the white Western culture. I, myself, I'm Puerto Rican and Spanish, but I was uh, born in the United States of America. So while I, you know, I am uh, definitely American, I have a, a kind of different perspective on things, perhaps, with my Latina roots. Um, but anyway, uh, cultural appropriation, which was so clearly explained to me, is... The idea that we are appropriating somebody else's culture and that that is somehow uh, inappropriate because it is, and I'm just feeding back to you my, what I've heard and what I understand is cultural appropriation. It's feeding, it's, it's like we're taking on somebody's culture, which is in our own culture, and therefore that can be insulting to the person or cultural group that we are uh, appropriating, that we are taking on. So I hope that makes sense. So I'll give you a, a very clear example of what occurred with me so that you understand a little bit more. So I, 
I'm a shamanic healer and practitioner. I've been teaching shamanism for quite a number of years now, and I've studied with the shamans in Ecuador and in Bali. I've also I've also studied shamanism with a with a white male, and uh, I don't have a point of view about any of of that. You know, whether he's white or anything like that, but. Uh, I'm just giving you a background of my uh, my training. Uh, I, I'm open to all cultures and learning shamanism, and I don't have a point of view uh, about um, one culture being better than another culture. At any rate, so I I was about to run a training here in Bali, uh, Intro to Shamanism training, and I found this beautiful, beautiful picture of a woman uh, and apparently she was white. I didn't actually even notice that. But uh, she's wearing a headdress, and she's got the makeup and the kind of the you know the tattoos and the and the uh, costume uh, of the traditional Native American uh, people. And when I looked at her, I really saw this beautiful, empowered woman who, even though she she's white. We don't know whether she could be part Cherokee or Lakota, Arapaho, Apache, Navajo. We don't know. We don't know her story. All we do is we see this woman who I see or I saw as standing very proudly and in her power and through the eyes of the Native American people uh, and perhaps even honoring uh, in my eyes, uh, the, the Native American people, because she stood with, with a, a pride. There wasn't any, uh, in my mind, anything disrespectful in the way that she was presenting herself. She was really a proud warrior woman. But unfortunately, the person who I sent that information to, who was uh, going to host me at her retreat center, um, got very offended and said that I was, um, this was cultural appropriation. She wouldn't be able to use this flyer. And I, I went, okay, you know, um, okay, if, if you can come up with something better, that's, that's great, no problem, many thanks. And a few hours later, that's all I said, uh, the woman wrote me back and said, you know, your response was inappropriate, you're not taking accountability, um, you know, our retreat center has to be, you know, in alignment with the people that work here, and um, therefore we can't, we can't support your work. And I was really shocked, you know, because there was no um, willingness to have an open conversation. There was just judgment. And... Um, judgment and uh, kind of pointing the finger like how dare you culturally appropriate uh, a real self-righteousness that came through and it, it made me of course it made me quite upset I was really sad uh, because you know being Puerto Rican American Puerto Rican Hispanic American and uh, and having been brought up um, to really not be prejudiced or racist in any way. My parents were very open-minded, um, you know, long before it was acceptable, you know, they would, you know, invite people 
you know, all kinds of people, gay people, different races. There was no uh, point of view about it. And I grew up with that, those beautiful values of accepting all people, all uh, sexual preferences. I never grew up with any tainted vision of any of that. So here I was getting this judgment, and I, um, I really had a hard time with it. And it, it brought up a lot for me, and, um, and it, I, it made me realize how so many people have perhaps taken this, the, the whole idea of being PC and a cultural appropriation too far. You know, because when we look at the melting pot that is the United States of America and Canada uh, and other countries of cultures that uh, live, you know, many cultures from the Chinese to the Puerto Ricans, the Italian Americans and uh, Cubans and, you know, so many different cultures, right? And we look at that. And it's now become this really a melting pot where everyone is appropriating from everyone else's culture. So you might even meet, you know, uh, an Anglo guy who's running a Cuban, uh, who has a Cuban restaurant that the Cuban people love to go to. And I don't really think they would be so angry and say, you are appropriating our culture. How dare you cook Cuban food? Perhaps he went to Cuba. He studied with some of the best Cuban chefs. Actually, there's a real world example about that. There was a man who was accused of cultural appropriation he, for cooking Mexican food, and he was a, was a white male. And uh, he wrote, he became a scholar in, in Mexican culinary arts, and he love Mexican culture, he loves Mexican culture, he goes down to Mexico all the time, he loves the people, and obviously he loved the food, so he opened up his own Mexican restaurant, and um, his name, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, he became quite famous, uh, and became a scholar of Mexican culinary arts, and a lot of people got really angry and said he was appropriating the culture, how dare he do this, uh, he's not Mexican. He shouldn't be making Mexican food. Come on, really? What's going on with the world that we, uh, you know, or some people have taken it this far that, you know, this, this guy can't even make Mexican food without being ridiculed? Um, you know, when I first came to Indonesia, I saw that, uh, you know, this, this beautiful Javanese woman was struggling and really couldn't make ends meet. So I actually taught her how to make Mexican food. And she, I heard years later, she became quite famous in that neighborhood for cooking something that nobody else could do. And um, it changed her life. You know, now she's not poor. And she's actually able to feed her family and have a decent life. Was I wrong to share something that I had learned, even though I'm not Mexican, actually, I'm Puerto Rican and Spanish, 
but I'm not Mexican, but I love Mexican food. I shared with her how to make it. And now she's appropriating Mexican culture by cooking Mexican food in Java. But heck, her quality of life completely changed. And when I heard that by a, an acquaintance of mine who'd gone back to that, that, that water, and I had no idea. You see, we, we never know how we're going to change somebody's life. We never know by helping somebody else what effect that's going to have on their life. And so I was grateful that I, so to speak, appropriated Mexican culture, shared that with her, and she is now cooking Mexican food. I know it sounds crazy, you know, an Indonesian woman cooking Mexican food, but so what? If it's making her life better, she's not doing anything wrong. Just like the guy in the United States who went down to Mexico and learned about Mexican food and it opened up a restaurant, he's not doing anything wrong. So where, do, where does this all end? When do we realize that some of these ideologies or ways of living are actually limiting us and we're putting, we're putting ourselves or other people into the box of right or wrong. And this is a judgment, right or wrong. You know, I'm right because I have more respect than you do for the Native American people. And you're wrong for using a picture of a woman standing proudly in Native American dress. What if we can change our perception and look at that woman as someone who is celebrating the Native American culture? She is not being disrespectful, but she is celebrating it. She's honoring it. What if we could look at the man who goes down to Mexico, loves the people, loves the culture, brings back that culture to America, opens up a wonderful restaurant, shares his passion of the Mexican culture and the food. What if we could look at that as a gift that perhaps he's opening our eyes to seeing the beauty and the artistry of the Mexican culture and the people that he's actually creating good relations between the United States of America and Mexico. He may even be changing the perceptions of people who hate Mexicans, who would never consider eating Mexican food, who would never go to Mexico. Suddenly, they're now opening their eyes and they're considering that maybe their perceptions were off and that maybe this is a culture they need to give a chance to and that they want to learn more about and that this culture can actually enhance their life. So this is what I mean, you know, what is this cultural appropriation and putting that label on somebody as if they are wearing, you know, the scarlet letter. You have been, you know, 
you have been wrong. You are a bad woman, a bad person. I'm going to put the letter C, A, on your body to show you do cultural appropriation. Stay away from me. I don't want anything to do with you. And so that, that leads me to talking about non-aggression because it is connected. When we start judging, labeling people, cutting people off because they may have a different point of view, a different ideology, a different perception of the world than we do, and we cut them out of our lives and we say, I don't want you in my life because you're not, you know, doing exactly what I'm doing. To me, this is a form of aggression. And to me, this is a form of doing harm to others. And my philosophy and my belief is that we need to come from a place of love. It doesn't mean that we have to agree with everything people do. I'm not saying to give up our beliefs in favor of someone else. What I'm talking about is to have tolerance of our differences, to agree to disagree, to ask questions. Michelle, why did you pick that picture? For me, I don't feel comfortable with it. These are the reasons why I don't feel comfortable with it. Can you tell me why you chose that picture? And if that question had been asked, if that person had even been open to asking that question, she would have realized that I saw before me an empowered woman celebrating Native American culture that I felt a connection to that woman because even though I'm not Native American, I love Native American culture and I myself have a, a chief who is my spirit guide and, and he's my spiritual friend and ally. And so I was so... Um, so torn up by the judgment that I did take a shamanic journey to talk to my chief. And I said, chief, if I've done anything wrong, I am so sorry, but please, can you tell me, is it wrong that I use this picture of a, Indian, of a, of a woman wearing Indian dress? Um, is this somehow wrong? Have I done wrong? And he said, no. No, you haven't done wrong, Michelle. As long as the person wearing my traditional dress is doing so with respect and pride, we do not have a problem with people culturally appropriating our culture. In fact, we are proud that people would love to share that part of our culture with others. We are proud. You did not do anything wrong, Michelle. And when I heard that from my spirit guide, Chief White Eagle Feather, I was really, um, I felt very 
very at peace and I felt I felt uh, it's so hard to explain I felt so um, blessed to have access to you know such an amazing spiritual guide that can teach me and that I can learn from and that I can get counsel from and so when we're living our lives, you know, I, I just watched that movie Thrive Too and welcome, Creeper Jane. <laughs> Interesting name, welcome. And you're you're more than welcome to come live and ask questions. I'm very open to that. So let me know if you'd like to do that. Um yeah, so when last night I watched Thrive Too. Um it's an awesome, awesome documentary. And this is where uh the term non-aggression came up. And I know I'm circling back to that now, but I wanted to be able to talk to you about it as well, Creeper Jane. So non-aggression has also been known as natural law. And I've heard a lot about natural law. I have friends uh, and acquaintances that are actually involved in natural law. I like that term a little bit better than non-aggression. And natural law is the idea that we can be self-governing. We don't need an authority a governing uh, system to teach us right from wrong, that we can come up with our own uh, laws of self-governance, such as I will do no harm to others, I will uh, live with integrity and speak my truth, I will, um, I will choose to help my neighbor when I am able to, I will um, give as I receive, you know, whatever the, the laws of self-governance are for you. But as a people, we would come up with those laws of self-governance and that we would abide by those laws of self-governance with the idea that people, we are capable of governing ourselves. We, we don't need a governing system that literally is destroying the world. We, you know, we don't need war to govern us. And in fact, we, uh, we don't need any, anyone to govern us but ourselves. And so the idea is to do no harm, to have no aggression towards another. And I loved, you know, what they were talking about in Thrive Too, and I highly recommend that you see that. Um, I'll put the the website uh, in the in the comments because this is something that has been around for a long time. You know, this this idea, but there are so many people in power that are, uh, of course, not allowing it to occur. And I imagine if we had a world where there was no world new world order which is in the process of being created uh, imagine what the world would be like you know and no pedophilia no more uh, control by corporations no more illegal activity with uh, governing you know no more violence perhaps even no more crime um, of course, it would take uh, a while for that to, to transition into that. But I think 
I think it is totally possible, and I think this is where we need to be moving towards. We need to be moving towards natural law and getting away from uh, this insanity in the world. And uh, yeah, I'm just, um, I'm just really feeling it now more than ever. You know, being an empath, I can really feel the intensity. Things are really cranking up. And uh, I don't know about you, Creeper Jane, but uh, I'm an empath. And, and so I, not only am I feeling it within my own life, but I'm feeling it um, in the collective consciousness. And so for any of you who come on to this uh, podcast later and listen to the recording, for you, Creeper Jane, um, I want to share with you an awesome tool. I keep sharing it because I think it's an important tool to help us to disconnect from the collective consciousness because a lot of us are so tapped in, it's really, really uh, challenging for us. So remember, you can always just say, I totally and completely disconnect from the collective consciousness of, and then you fill in the blank. I disconnect from the collective consciousness of fear I disconnect from the collective consciousness of anger, rage, shame, confusion, anxiety, depression, sadness, hopelessness. Whatever it is you're feeling in that moment, in that now moment, just say, I totally and completely disconnect from the collective consciousness and unconsciousness of fear, anger, sadness, and anything else that I'm picking up on, known or unknown to me. I completely disconnect from it now. I totally and completely disconnect from it now. I totally and completely disconnect from it now. And there's a thing that you can add on to this. I just thought of this now. And I choose to only connect with the higher frequencies of love, joy, beauty, gratitude, grace, and unlimited possibilities. I choose to connect with all of those higher frequencies right now. Wow. Can you feel that? I can feel that. It's so expansive. So it's all about intention. It's all about intention. And so we can choose to perceive this world as dark and terrible with horrible people and we can go into that consciousness which is really not a place I think anybody wants to go I've been there done that or we can choose to connect and embrace that this world as challenging as it is we can embrace the light, the beauty that is there, that does exist. 
we can feel gratitude for what we have in our lives, for our family, for our friends, for the people who have our backs, even for the universe. And so circling back to what I shared in the beginning of this podcast about the woman who accused me of cultural appropriation and uh, canceled me my workshop to be held at her retreat center here in Bali. Um, I could choose to be really angry at her and I could choose to be like in a headspace of how dare she, why did she do that? I didn't deserve that. Um, and maybe those things ran through my mind when it first happened. Uh, not exactly like that, but I, I definitely felt I didn't deserve it. And I could stay in that energy and allow that energy to bring me down. And I did that for about a, a, a day and a half. I was really down, honestly. And I was really down about myself and really uh, questioning what did I do wrong? I don't understand. How could somebody so misjudge me? I, I'm actually uh, a good person. I love all people of all colors, of all races. And yet, I realized actually in this now moment as I'm doing this podcast that this this mindset would only would not serve me would in fact bring me to a place of depression uh, a friend I know too well and uh, going down that rabbit hole is not good for me or anybody so I chose to do this podcast as a way of sharing my learnings and also as a way of helping other people who are struggling with similar situations, feeling judged, feeling misunderstood, feeling like, why doesn't anybody get me? Why don't I belong here? And I just want to, I just want to reach out to all of you and tell you that I get you. I know you don't know me, but I get you. I've been there and I really understand how you feel. And I feel so much love for you. I do. And as I love you, I can feel that love radiating back to me. So thank you. And let's make a choice. Let's make a choice together to choose to be in those higher frequencies, to choose to change our mindset, to get out of that self-pity, the victimhood, because that's not going to get us anywhere, is it? But if we can choose gratitude and love and acceptance of one another, even with our differences, if we can choose to let go of our judgment, to live from a place of true love, to live from a place of knowing that the right thing to do is just to do no harm to anyone, whether it is in word or in deed, to strive to access our highest potential, no matter what, 
you know, with these spiritual gifts, you know, that I have as an empath, a psychic, a healer, there's always a dark side to that. There's always the possibility that I could abuse that, those abilities and gifts, that I could get back at people that hurt me. But I always choose not to. Even though there may be a temptation, I always choose the higher road because I have to. I have to. We all have to. Because what we put out comes back to us a thousandfold, whether it's good or bad. But not only because of that, but because when I hurt somebody else, if I hurt somebody else, intentionally or unintentionally, I'm also hurting myself because we're all connected, right? We're all connected. We're not separate. We may have separate personalities, of course, and we have our separate egos and we have our separate goals and dreams. We have our separate lifestyles, but we're all connected through the quantum field and the quantum entanglements of our consciousness, we're all connected in that way and spiritually. So when we look at that and how this consciousness is something that we are all connected to, that's pretty awesome when you think about it. It's pretty mind-blowing how we're all connected. And, and so what we put out into, into our consciousness and into the world, everybody else is picking up on that. It's like we all have these antennas on top of our head and there's a radio frequency in the universe and suddenly you're feeling like the channel isn't coming in clear anymore. There's a lot of static and you're wondering why why do I feel discombobulated today? Why do I feel off? Have you ever thought to ask yourself, is that even yours? Or are you picking up on someone else, a lot of someone else's, in the collective field, in that field of oneness? So that's why I shared that tool with you. I totally and completely disconnect from the collective consciousness and unconsciousness of fear, of anger, of sadness. And I now choose to totally connect with the higher frequencies of love, joy, gratitude, beauty, open-heartedness. So keep using that tool, those tools, because I think you will find, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised how much you begin to get the awareness of how a lot of what you're feeling and experiencing doesn't even belong to you. That you're picking up in the collective consciousness. And so once we um, can discern what is ours and what is not ours, we can then come into that still point that place of true peace within us and really know who we are and really know what is ours and what is not ours.
So I hope that, uh, that this information is helpful for you. Um, please follow me if you haven't already. Um, please follow me. I'm going to continue to do uh, a lot more podcasts. And I will be having a guest on every other week. Uh, her name is Catherine. She and I are collaborating together. And her podcast is called Journey in a Box. So sometimes she'll be on my podcast and sometimes I'll be on hers. And we're uh, both al aligned and the message that we're sharing with everyone, we're spreading the world of love and peace and joy and uh, freedom from all this uh, suffering that I, I can feel is occurring in the world. Together, she and I will work together for empowering, empowering uh, all those who are ready to be empowered, who are seeking tools for their personal empowerment, sovereignty, and healing. So thank you so much for joining today, Creeper Jane. Um, I, uh, I feel you, send you loads of love and peace your way wherever you are in the world. And um, thank you to all of you who I can feel will be hearing this podcast uh, down the road. Many blessings. So much love.